Hello, dear viewers, and welcome back to another episode of This Week in Canada. My name is Roberto Wakerel Cruz, and before we get started, I just want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, Kubera. Manage your portfolio all in one place, both crypto and traditional, easy as a spreadsheet at Kubera. Go to the link below to find out more information on how you can get started. I also want to make sure to make very clear to everybody here that you have to go to thepostmillennial.com and become a member. This will give you an ad-free experience, and Lord knows we have ads, but this will be an ad-free experience for the Post Millennial. It's only $5 a month to start, and it supports us more than you could even possibly understand. Uh, also, what also helps us big time is going to Rumble. Rumble.com, it's a Canadian video platform, something that I was not totally aware of, but it is Canadian, and it's a competitor to YouTube. They're doing well. And it is a nice alternative to YouTube. Now, your entertainment could be a little more diverse. You don't have to watch everything uh, via Google. It's a, it's a nice thing to do. So go subscribe to The Post Millennial, subscribe to Rumble, and check out Kubera. Now that we have all of that out of the way, I want to uh, bring back Angelo Isidoro, who you might remember from a week or two ago. Uh, Angelo, say hello. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. I'm uh, very disappointed in uh in this giant waste of time we just went through but i'm sure we'll get to that yeah yeah it was a 610 million dollar waste of time which i i did the math uh it's every canadian you can give every canadian i think 18 dollars i i would take that yeah <laughs> i think everybody would have that's a free lunch you know that's a nice lunch for uh for instead of this yeah like you said humongous waste of time so this is the first episode that we've done uh, since the election happened on Monday, as we've already talked about. It's uh, just nothing. It was no good news for anybody, really. Yeah, I, I think that's apt. I mean, Justin Trudeau wanted a majority. He was denied it. The NDP wanted a huge surge. They didn't really get it, although they probably had the best night, objectively. Um, the block are the block. Uh, Annamie Paul and the Greens were wiped off the map. She came in fourth or fifth. Um, the PPC got zero seats and the CPC actually lost seats. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a, sort of a, a, despite being a giant waste of time, it wasn't really great for anyone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, I'm sure we're going to be back at this uh, before four Pretty years soon, from now. you think? So uh, what you, one thing that you mentioned there that I thought was pretty interesting was that you said objectively you thought the NDP did the best. Although I think the only one, I mean, they were at 24 seats before. I think now they're at what, maybe 27, 26 or 27 seats. I can't remember. Yeah, the but they grew their vote share, right? Exactly. They're the, only, they're the only party that actually grew their vote. Well, other than the PPC, but we're talking about parties with seats. Um, <laughs> they're the only party that actually grew their vote share. Yeah, so everybody everyone else, else lost votes. Lost loads of votes too. I mean, the conservatives. I believe I can't. Don't have the numbers in front of me. We'll put them up on the screen. But it's something in like the high six digits. Something like eight hundred thousand. The NDP there gaining about six hundred thousand votes. Uh, obviously, the PPC bigger turnout than they did in twenty nineteen. But I, like you said, they don't have any seats. Um, and this is something I wanted to. This is a great segue. Actually, I read an article earlier today. It was by Robin Urbach. Uh, it was in the Globe and Mail uh, opinion, which is uh, we could put it up on the screen here again. It says that the knives are out for Aaron O'Toole, but not for Jagmeet Singh. This is despite Jagmeet Singh basically making, you know, not too much ground over. I think this is his second or third election now. And Aaron O'Toole having one crack at it 
And uh, all of a sudden, yeah, it seems like there's this big divide in the party. Uh, it's like a flip a coin thing. Like half the party seems to think that this guy is no good. He's got to go. And that he's, you know, a loser and he's, he's too moderate and a centrist. And the other half is saying, hey, you know what? This election wasn't a complete failure. Uh, O'Toole got us through the storm with only a very minimal damage, only like one or two seats lost. Angelo, I'd like to hear your insight on this because you are such an insightful guy. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> there are two sides to the story, right? The side that wants O'Toole to stay is saying, look, this was an unwinnable election. He got us through it, and we can't keep recycling through leaders. He built his profile. He's generally liked, has pretty good favorabilities. So let's just, you know, stick to the horse we bet on and go for another two years. That's the pro tool side. The anti tool side is saying you pivoted to the left on every issue, including a carbon tax, including guns, uh, free speech, all these issues. You basically just pivoted away from the right to win the GTA. And instead, you didn't win the GTA. Instead, Andrew Scheer, who was a SOCON leader from Saskatchewan, did better in Toronto yeah. than the pro-choice red Tory Aaron O'Toole. So to what end is the Conservative Party pivoting left if people who hate you still hate you? This is something that we've talked about many times before, is this notion that, well, we need to pivot left to modernize so white suburban women and wine moms in, in Vaughn uh, like us more. People who hate conservatives are going to hate conservatives no matter what. If a conservative comes out and says, well, I'm for a carbon tax now, and they have Trudeau who's already implementing a carbon tax, why would they take a risk to go with a conservative who flip-flops? So this whole strategy of pivoting left in my opinion, has been an abysmal failure. Uh, and instead, what we need to do is similar to what they did in Brexit, which is discover and activate new voters. So that's exactly. my take. Yeah, so that's exactly kind of my thoughts too. I think we're just going to agree with each other all the time, Angel. We seem to have a lot of the same opinions. But I, I used to be on the other side of this coin where I said, you know what, it does. the party does need to modernize until we've seen the results of this experiment is that it really it didn't work at all. The other thing that kind of changed my mind on this was there's a, a, a site called or Twitter account just called Polling Canada. It's not an official polling account, but it's just this guy that's obsessed with polls, probably a little autistic and just loves data. And he just tweets the results to every kind of poll that every major outlet does, like Ang Angus Reid, Ecos, like Main Street, all of them. And the ones that were really stood out to me were the ones that said that, the and this is obvious, the, the, the in terms of the question, what party would you never vote for? The conservatives always, always lead that by a lot. So you're not doing yourselves any favors by modernizing and uh, and become you know pivoting to the left because in the minds of a, like 40% of Canadians that are polled they're never going to vote for you anyway and that's the next thing that I was going to talk about is that it seems like there's this big identity crisis now in the conservative party what issue is there that you can attach yourself to as a conservative to say like hey we're going to lead the charge on this one rather than just copying the platform of Justin Trudeau with plus some fiscal responsibility it, it, it's not winning people over it's a, a little annoying and uh frankly it's not working and and, and you know I, I I'm still he, I feel like O'Toole, I like him, you know? He seems like a likable guy. I, I, I liked him in the leadership campaign. 
I thought he did a good job with that. I thought his election strategy, like in the campaign, was reasonable. You know, just lay low and hope that uh, Justin Trudeau shoots himself in the foot so much that people need an alternative. Clearly, it didn't work, so I was wrong. But uh, it is interesting to see. I don't know. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give him another shot. Would you, so that's kind of the question. Would you give him another shot? Um, this is something I'm still mulling over. Yeah. Uh, again, I keep going back to the fact that look, all of this pivoting wasn't done for Alberta, wasn't done for Saskatchewan, it wasn't mm-hmm. done for whoever. It was mostly done for Quebec, a province in which we pandered to and got no new seats. Nothing. Um, and it was for. GTA suburban women who seem to have liked cheer more than they liked O'Toole. So to me, I mean, look, and I understand there was low voter turnout this time. So that was a problem. But to me, there's a significant dissonance in the fact that we are trying to mine voters who hate us and will never vote for us. When the reality is, is that a lot of conservatives stayed home this time around. I'll give you an example. You know, Coquitlam, poor Coquitlam is a riding that the conservatives lost by 200 votes, around 200 votes last time. It was due to the PPC. So they would have won it were not for the PPC last time. This time, uh, this time they had an even stronger candidate but they lost that riding by 4,000 votes to the Liberal. Now, the PPC candidate got something like 2,200 votes this time. So even if you were to be completely charitable and give all the votes from the PPC to the Conservative, where we, you know, if we didn't pivot left, you would still be shy 2,000. So the only explanation to that is either the Liberals suddenly had a surge of enthusiasm or many Conservatives said, you know what? I'm just going to stay home. And I think the latter is what happened, is a lot of conservatives were so deflated uh, and so demoralized that many of them, or most of them, didn't defect to the PPC, but many of them just said, screw this, I'm just going to stay home. So we need energy, and we need less flip-flopping. Yeah, And I just don't, I'm, I'm unsure if I see that right now. I think what needs to happen and what I'm advocating for is a leadership review. And I'm not saying that in the sense of a leadership review immediately means O'Toole is gone. I'm saying the sooner you do a leadership review, the sooner people can coalesce around the leader, whether it's O'Toole or whoever, and move forward. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I I think, uh, again, I'm going to agree with you here, buddy. Uh, This is something that you brought up just now that I wanted to talk about because it's been... Uh, kind of a topic for a while is this idea of vote splitting and something that I've been seeing uh, a lot of you know, there's like the, cro- the the pro vote splitting is a real thing crowd and then the anti and I want to see where you land on this because sure in theory like in a theory if you add if the PPC didn't exist then these votes would go to the conservatives but we're seeing lower turnouts just for the conservative voters too which you know everyone that's uh that that feels like the conservatives doesn't don't represent them anymore they're not all going to the PPC it's not like you you instantly switch you could just sit at home and be like you know what i'm still conservative but not for Aaron O'Toole it's i know plenty of people like this my father i believe is one of them he didn't vote this time around i think because he said you know Aaron O'Toole isn't my guy like he's still a pretty Stephen Harper conservative he didn't switch to the PPC so I, I, what, what do you think about this PPC or bust idea? This is something, and I know a lot of our viewers uh, 
<laughs> are very vocal PPC supporters, but you know, I don't want to upset anybody out there, but you guys lost. I mean, I know you guys did it better uh, uh, technically, but it still resulted in basically nothing. Maxime Bernier got blown out in Bose, which is the only riding they realistically could have won. Uh, I, I said on Twitter, and I just I just want to kind of you know twist the knife a little bit. There's a candidate. His name is Viva Fry. Uh, he is like kind of a kind of a, you know he seems like a nice guy. He's he, he's a political commentator, kind of YouTube type fellow, large following. I would suggest you know check him out. He might be your cup of tea. But I tweeted. I said, hey, uh, I believe. That there's going to be no PPC seats. I believe that Maxine Bur I don't think he's going to win in both. I don't think anybody's going to get even close. And then he kind of arrogantly goes, I think actually that you're wrong. And I know he's a candidate, but he's, I think that you're wrong. And I am going to screenshot your tweet in case you delete it. Smiley face. And we can put that on the screen. Well, guess what, Frey? <laughs> I was right. I don't know. I, I wish I would have bet money on that, but I was being a coward. But anyway, <laughs> I guess Angela, what I wanted to ask um, is, what do you think about the PPC? They're they're showing. What do you think is in the future for the PPC? And what do you think about this mentality of PPC or bust? I want to get your opinion uh, on on what how the PPC conducted themselves. Just go ahead, go off on the PPC, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to get uh, crucified, so I won't go off totally. Great. Um, I'll say for the record, I like Viva Fry. He has a good channel. He's a yeah, lawyer. Yeah, I do too. Um, but here's the problem, right? Like, when we talk about vote efficiency, it's basically almost impossible for the PPC to ever win a seat. Um, even if they double their percentage, their ceiling is too low across the board. The problem in this country is that we do polling nationally. So a lot of people get excited when they saw the PPC at 12%. But that doesn't mean anything when in riding to riding, it only equates to a thousand votes, right? right. So mm -hmm. the issue is, is that it, it's sort of eternally siphoning off votes. The difference between them and say the Greens who got an even lower percentage nationally is that the Greens have certain epicenters where there are ridings that only have Greens in them. Right. That's like Elizabeth May's riding or like Kitchener Center or like Fredericton. That's, that's how that party works. Right. The PPC doesn't have that. The, the the epicenter of the PPC is the Bose, where Max lost by even more this time. And Maxime Bernier himself has now lost three elections in a row. That's the 2019, the by-election where he came in fourth, and then this one. So, you know, I, I see the PPC acting sort of like UKIP in the UK, where they effectively never are going to win any seats, but they may potentially sway the the culture into a certain direction mm. vote splitting is obviously a reality um but it would be i think short-sighted to assume that every ppc vote would automatically be a conservative vote many yeah. ppc votes were first-time voters people that had never voted many of them were actually greens um so i think if we want to be charitable you know i saw this great data analysis that said even if you took 30 percent of the PPC vote left the rest. Let's say just 30% of the PPC vote was former conservatives, which I think is a conservative estimate, that would have resulted in about 10 to 15 more seats for the conservatives. Um, yeah. So it's certainly a reality, but I'll also say this, in defense, I can't believe I'm defending the PPC, given my history with them, but in defense of the PPC, let's look at the Yukon, right? 
the Yukon, the Conservatives had a candidate who was a two-time national counselor who had run before and is widely regarded as a great guy. I think his name is Jonas Smith. And he comes out against vaccine mandates. And for some reason, despite the fact that other candidates have done the same, the Conservatives boot him. So he decides to run independently. He didn't run with the PPC, but it's arguable that that's where the energy went. He runs independently. The Conservatives replace him with someone else. The Conservatives lose the Yukon by a couple thousand votes, I think. He gets a couple thousand votes and the Conservative gets like something like 4,000. I think he got 2,000. Conservative got 4,000. Liberal got 5,000. In short... If they didn't boot this guy who's yeah. widely popular in the Yukon, the conservatives would be picking up a seat in the Yukon. So, yes, we can all, you know, the conservatives could complain about vote splitting and it's not fair. At the end of the day, the PPC is not the problem. It's arguably a symptom. And yep. the symptom is that you're treating your base like garbage. And if you stop treating your base like garbage, that symptom may no longer be an issue. So that's how I see this issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, that's pretty concise. I, I would say the same thing. I think the conservatives, they take their uh, vote, their base for granted. They think they'll always stick around uh, no matter what you do. You know, you toss a candidate in the Yukon because he has a view that other candidates, frankly, have. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you lose by what the example you just laid out there. Uh, I will say, though, and this is, we didn't talk about this before, that the PPC... Uh, doesn't take their votes for granted, uh, but they have a problem with the candidates that they run. I, I, I don't want to get too, too deep into this, but one, you had this guy, who, uh, Nikola Das, who uh, he kind of went a little viral because he believes he can breathe through his testicles, uh, and he's what he calls himself a semen retention warrior or soldier. Um, and then we had this other guy, uh, his name is Daryl Mackey, uh, from Oshawa, who uh, said he was going to have a Rosa Parks moment in a Tim Hortons uh, because he's not vaccinated. So I'm just going to go out there and say, look, PPC, you know, fight for your right to vote. This is all great. But maybe just um, like vet your candidates a little better, you know? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think we're basically out of time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is, this is how I'll leave it. Um, this was a giant waste of time. Uh, a lot of conservatives are complaining about the vote splitting. Uh, I see a lot of PPCers confused by the fact that they didn't win seats. So I, I would encourage everyone to learn a little more about like the electoral process. And I would encourage people who are sort of lost in all this to realize that change could happen within a larger party. And I think obviously there is a call for that change right now. Uh, and to really assess the fact that now that Justin Trudeau is reelected, he is going to reintroduce Bill C-10. Yeah. And Bill C-10 is going to restrict our internet freedom. It's basically possibly going to make us illegal. And the only party that actually voted against Bill C-10 were the conservatives. So I hope you understand that we have an inherent incentive to see that bill not pass because this platform and our outlet may not exist in this country. Uh, and they are the only vehicle in which that may be stopped. Um, but with that said, I'm going to segue into a sponsorship. Bill C-10 is terrible, uh, but you need alternatives in video platforms. So Rumble is our new platform. It's much better than YouTube. 
I stuttered a little bit by saying that in case the, the YouTube overlords are listening to us. But go to Rumble, make an account, subscribe to, subscribe to us there, uh, and enjoy our content there. We have a lot more viewers there right now. I've, in mm-hmm. fact, I think the majority of our viewers are on Rumble right now. Correct. It's a great platform, and it's a Canadian platform, so you're actually supporting a Canadian company rather than you know this Silicon Valley thing. On top of that, subscribe to the Post Millennial on our website. It's a couple bucks. It's you know a, a cup of coffee a month, I think, uh, and it takes away all the ads. And God knows we have ads. So <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. If you hate ads, just please, for the love of God, join. Check out our Rumble and check out Kubera. If you have a portfolio, you have crypto, you have traditional stocks, go ahead and check out Kubera and go ahead and follow us on Twitter for Christ's sake. And sorry for using the Lord's name, but you know what? Angelo has been verified. I haven't. So I, I need some support from the people out there. Go ahead and follow me and Angelo. But really, I mean, me, you got to follow me. I got to get verified. And thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope I see you again. I love you and uh, goodbye. <laughs>